day, everyone. Chuck Humphrey here from QuickMed Claims. We bring you this breaking news edition of the QMC EMS Board and Collar podcast. Today is Monday, June 14th of 2021, and the Health Resources and Services Administration of CMS on Friday, late Friday, June 11th, released revised reporting requirements for the CARES Act Provider Relief Fund. We thought we'd take a minute, just bring you some highlights to alert you to what's coming. Welcome to the QMC Board and Collar, news and thought-provoking discussion for today's emergency medical service professional. The Board and Collar podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's Board and Collar podcast from QMC's business development team, Chuck Humphrey. Now, many of you have inquired about the opening of the reporting portal. And for those who receive provider relief fund stimulus fund payments, exceeding $10,000 aggregate. When I say aggregate, I mean that could be from multiple sources, not just EMS. If you're a municipal body, that could mean the city health center and EMS, hospital-based, other organizations, nonprofits, county-based who have multiple entities who may have received funding, any total of collectively of funds over 10,000 must be reported. That online portal finally is opening July 1st, 2021. Many of you have registered You've called or emailed us and said, when is that portal going to be open? It's been on hold. It is now ready to go and will open July 1st. And we've also learned there have been some elongation of the dates, extensions on the dates when you can spend the money and even a longer reporting period. So let's break into some of those details real quickly. So if you were one of the first round of funding organizations to receive those funds early on, and that's a lot of you, beginning April 10th of 2020, lasting through June 30th of 2020, you now have a full year. So it was intended that June 30th of this year, the end of this month was going to be like a expenditure cliff for everybody. The government has kind of stretched that out and said, from the point in the funding period where you receive the funds, you now have a year. So if you receive funds between April 10 and June 30th of 2020, you have until the end of this month, still June 30th, 2021, to use those funds. Then remember, it has to be something public health emergency related. I'm sure most of you have found a way to spend that money by now, PPE, decon agent, you name it. Expend those funds by the end of this month so you don't potentially have to give it back. And then the reporting period will begin July 1st and last through September 30th of 2021. Some of you apply for and receive funding in round two. That period extended from July 1st, 2020 to December 31st of 2020. You still have until the end of this year, December 31st, 2021, to use those funds. Then your reporting period for those funds will begin January 1 and last through March 31 of 2022. If you applied for and were eligible to receive in the third round, which began January 1st of this year, January 1, 2021, through June 30th of 2021, 
then your period to extend lasts till next year. You have one full year from right now, basically. June 30th of 2022 is your cutoff. And then your reporting period for those funds will begin July 1 of 2022 and last for that 90 days until September 30th of 2022. Most likely there'll be around four for some of you. I'm not quite sure what that means yet. Stay tuned. But July 1, 2021 to December 31, 2021, if that's when your funding arrives, then you have through December 31st of 2022 to expend those monies and your reporting period for those monies will be January 1 through March 31 of 2023. Now, we strongly suggest that you consult the HRSA website. If you simply Google CARES Act Provider Relief Fund reporting, it will land you on that HRSA site. There's a great FAQ on there, which will walk you through some more details even beyond what we provided. Additionally, if you receive large amounts of funds, you absolutely want to consult with your accountant, with your legal representative, pay close attention to that unique itemization rules that may flow for some of you. We won't get into that in this very short session. If all else fails and you still have some questions, we'll be glad to try to help you navigate. You can reach out to your client success representative if you are a QuickMed Claims client, or you can email us at covidhelp at quickmedclaims.com. My good colleague, Gary Harvat and I monitor that email inbox all the time, and we'll do our best to try to answer those questions for you. It's a service that we provide as a value added here at QuickMed Claims. And don't forget, in addition to this episode, there are about 155 or so other episodes, uh, ranging from documentation training, our very popular uh, podcast magazine, Excuse My Medic, and even our unique webinars, our 10Q30 sessions with our clients. All of those are archived and available for your download and educational purposes. So feel free to check them out. We'd love for you to download and join us on any one. So for now, that's all we have. Keep you updated on any other events. Until we get together again, please be safe out there.